Welcome to episode 27 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by GorillaShip.co.uk, the UK's number one choice for sports cars and memorabilia shipping from the United States. And don't worry, everyone, it's it's a more quieter episode to sit back, relax, and there's a lot to talk about this week between me and my lovely coach. He's got a lovely smile on his face. Uh, for one, we're going to talk about it for two seconds, I swear, and that's it. But Harry, how are you? Yeah, yes, very well. Thank you, Ronnie. As I said to you, obviously, uh, before we come on, very pleased that obviously Arsenal are the only team now in the Premier League to have won the three opening games of the season. But like we said, that's it now. We're not going to mention it anymore yep. for this episode. Yeah, because we know it's going to come back to haunt us if we talk about it too much. But let's start talking. There's been quite a few card sets come out within the last week or two that needs our attention straight away. And I think the first one to talk about is a certain French club and we're going to start with the Chrome boxes, which I feel very annoyed about. I personally haven't sunk ten grand into one of these boxes, but these retailed on tops at ten thousand pounds for forty cards, which is a serious lot of money. What is your early thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, we've seen obviously a few boxes haven't already been broken. Um, on Twitch, obviously you've seen Castro hype about it on YouTube, and I mean, yeah, it's a it's a lovely, lovely looking set. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, the on card autos of you know three of the greatest players in football at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really nice looking set. But as also we have spoken about, the quality control on these cards really lets it down. Um, I know obviously you. Really, uh, publicised your uh, your opinion and probably a bit more disheartened opinion with, with tops. Um, but yeah, it's just I think the quality control around the top chrome set has really let it down, especially for such a high price point. Uh, yeah, well, I I always say that I give people benefit out, and I will give tops benefit out for half the box of chrome, which is sometimes very good for my standards. But so I can understand with on card autos, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will agree that. When you have footballers signing these cards, they're not going to take care of the chrome. They might be wearing rings, bracelet, watches, or anything like that. And it's very easy. I think anyone who's owned owned a chrome product will realise that even a tiniest little dent in the card could turn into a much worse. But there's no, I can't see any excuse with the base cards in this set because whereas the chrome autos, they've had to go from factory to Wherever in the world PSG players signed it during preseason or when it was back in the season. But the base cards is from tops off the printing line into one of them little boxes that no one likes because they don't fit cards properly. And straight into the box. So they shouldn't have been handled much. And the quality control have been terrible. I've seen somewhere it's literally peeling at the back. I've seen some of them literally three, four massive get, like gouges down it where... The scratches can be two to three centimetres long or even longer, which is just not good enough. And to think that people are paying £10,000 for this product and the quality control, I know they've tried to rush out the door and I can understand that the odd card might be wrong. That's naturally going to happen. But um, a few of the boxes I've seen open, there's seven, eight cards that have had printing errors on it. And I think it's going to be a true testament when some of these cars start coming back from PSA, just how bad they do. Because out of 40 cars, I think some people might only have seven or eight that they can grade. And for 40 cars in a 10 grand box, you should be able to grade at least 35 of them, in my opinion. But I don't know if you if you think I'm going a bit over the top with even the base cars, but surely there should be a higher level of control just on these chrome cars for this price point. No, I definitely don't think you're you're exaggerating the situation. You know, it's always been a recurring incident with Topps Chrome sets. You know, you've seen it with the F1 Chrome sets, you've seen it with the UCL Chrome sets, and it it's almost like Topps haven't learned from their from their mistakes. The quality control seems to be an issue across most Chrome sets, especially let alone when you're spending ten grand on a box with on card autos and things like that. It's just I mean, yeah, as you said, in my eyes, it's quite, it's quite literally unacceptable. You know, you're dropping 10 grand in a box and you can hardly get, let's say, 10 cards of those 40 that are probably going to be in pristine condition. Um, but like you said, you, we'll start seeing when they come back from PSA what sort of condition these cards are going to be in in terms of a grading number. 
I mean, from my personal experience with grading F1 Tops Chrome, the smallest dink on any surface on a Chrome is going to show up so much more. And it reflects in sort of the amount of Chrome cards that come back from PSA that are sevens, eights that have these defects. But no, I definitely don't think you're ever exaggerating the situation because, yeah, you're spending that much money in a box you expect. In my eyes, all 40 cards to be in, in perfect nick. Yeah, I think, like I say, they sell. I I think everyone's sometimes a bit harsher with tops, and especially Chrome, because it is one of the nicest sets out there. Don't put that wrong in any sort of imagination. Some of the cards I've seen are absolutely fantastic. I've seen speckled design cards, the black bordered ones, which I think numbers of 20 are look incredible. And then some of the, I see the one of one Neymar Auto, and it's just an absolutely beautiful looking card. And it's like I say, thankfully, like some of the big, big cards I've seen haven't got the damage, but it's even a case of I've seen some players, they've changed, because no doubt you've got to sign 150 cards that you're going to change the auto. So it's a shame that it's not consistent, but that's more of a player issue and I don't put that past tops. However, they did bring out the PSG creative set as well. It was a week later it released, but the price point was quite decent. I was expecting it to come out the same as Liverpool, which we'll get on later on, which is around the fifth pound. But this was actually put in at £35 market area. I think it was reselling for about 65 Um And it was a really nice set. Obviously, you're not guaranteed not oh, It was one in eight, and there was no memorabilia cards, just like the Liverpool one. So it was one in eight card chance, basically, of getting an auto, which is very high for a created set. But straight away, obviously, some lucky person out there hit the Kylian Mbappe. But I actually got to admit to top. I think this created set is a bit of a winner. I think the actual card designs are fantastic. And the parallels are great as well. And I think they priced it very well at that point, especially with people having the chance to hit one of them bigger ones. Yeah, I think that's, in my eyes, that's probably what was quite key, is the release time frame. You know, you release this this PSG Tops Chrome 10 grand box and a week later, you release a lower price point of a curated set. And I think that's why the hype was so high when they released this PSG box, because... People had seen them breaking these PSG Chrome boxes, these Mbappe, Neymar, Messi autos, and everyone's gone, bosh, I've now got a chance now for 35 quids. If I buy a handful of boxes, one box, you've still got a chance to put in another one of these big player autos. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think these these curated sets are onto a bit of a winner. Um, and I think the price point is so much more appealing. Also then, <laughs> your, your 10 grand mark, but... You know, like you said, somebody, some lucky person out there has already pulled the Mbappe one-of-one auto. And I think, if I remember rightly, I think it was priced up on eBay at about €50,000. Now, obviously, I don't know what your opinion is, whether you think that's too low, too high, about right. I think, there was a, I think someone put it on Instagram and just said, like, what's your thoughts on the price? And I think we come in, I think the, someone put out there and said, I think the best price for it would probably be around the 25 to 30 um, you know, it's an Abape sticker or O, one of one. But yeah, what do you think, of, like I say, at the price he was asking for, a 50,000 euro price point is quite realistic? Uh, it's it's such a hard one because it's so fresh, it's so new that to this day, there's only been two sets with Kylian and Bappe autos. One costs 10 grand and the other one is affordable. And it, I think there's only six autos within the created set. So Someone out there is going to really want that card. So why not price it higher? Everyone knows the state of the market at the moment that you can put it up for 10 grand and it goes straight away and someone will be to say to him, well, that's a 30,000 euro card. Or he'll list it up for 20,000 and someone say, that's a 50,000. So it's one of them that if I had that card, I'd probably list it up for probably pretty similar. So it probably equates to what, about just over 40 in the 40,000 pound area, which... Obviously, it's a lot for a sticker auto card, but as we say, he's not got many autos out there and such a low-numbered card as well. Obviously, people say, oh, let's compare it to Chrome, but that the Chrome, any very short print Chrome cards are going for hundreds of thousands, not tens of thousands. So, can't blame the person. Obviously, I don't think it's sold yet, or if it does, it'll probably sell privately under offer. So, if I was that person, I'd be getting it over a PSA walkthrough straight away, getting it graded and probably sticking it up on an auction site just to see what it goes for. But so I said, the overall created set is just, I think it's a big W and I think, I think this is what really works well within the tops, how they market it because you're going to get these big teams are going to have these big followings, but then 
boxes like PSG with the chance of Messi, Neymar, uh, who else? Mbappe, Ramos, Donnarumma, Ferrati, Marquinhos. There's so many players in them sets that so many players would want their cards anyway that they're always going to sell. But don't get me wrong, one day I'm really hoping for an Arsenal set which shouldn't be as popular, which I really hope not, but with the Arsenal community, it'd probably sell out quicker than PSG somehow. I don't know how Say that, we're, uh, we're, t- we're top of the league, but, you know, I don't want to mention yeah. it again. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to mention it <laughs> But top yeah, if you're listening, you know what creative sets bring out. But, I just really like creative sets. I think they are a great idea because they can really tailor it to certain teams. And once they get them rights, it opens the door for so many more autographs within them sets. Like, just looking... PSG is a bit of an exception to the rule because whereas some of the other sets, especially like English teams, and we'll get on to Liverpool very soon, is it opens the market to Legends autos as well, which I don't think Panini or... Panini does it quite well with Legends autos within the world of football or as it should be, soccer. But Tops haven't really delved into that Legends market as much yet. All right, they do the UCL 30 season celebration, which is some of the great, really nice cards, but it's always the same people with Tops. So I don't know if you agree with this, but these created sets are only going to do good for the collectors of these teams or of them players. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably more the affordability as well. You know, you've got such a more achievable price point you know you look at these these sets that you know 10 grand for psg chrome you look at four grand for impeccable you know there's so many boxes out there that for the general your average collector is just really unaffordable so especially for the collectors of these certain teams yeah the, the curated sets really are like a golden ticket you know like i said we hope we can only hope that arsenal they top bring out an arsenal one but these Liverpool fans, the Dortmund fans, these City fans, PSG fans, that they've already had these curated sets, curated sets, sorry, made. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer, you know. You've got a card full of a box full of all cards from the team that you love and support. So, especially at such a good price point with chances of parallels autos, yeah, I think I think the curated sets really are uh, a work of art, in my eyes. Yeah, I think. While we're talking about creative set, we've got to talk about the Liverpool one as well because it was the setup of it was slightly different to PSG. So PSG, where it's one auto per eight box, and that was it. You obviously you're, you're getting parallels and had non-number parallels with that as well. But the Liverpool one was priced slightly more. It was priced at fifty quid mark. However, you're guaranteed a hit in every single box. You're guaranteed either a memorabilia card or an auto, which I think works so well. And it works out when I've watched quite a few boxes. Near enough one in two. So literally get one member card, one auto in two boxes on average, which is fantastic. And what I'd like to see with the tops one, especially obviously they haven't got like the likes of Salah who's not signed yet, which will be a very big one if they do down the line bring out Liverpool Chrome. No doubt that would be a similar one to the Mbappe chase if so many people want it. But I've seen like Ian Rush, which is always a great one, but used to be in Panini, but tops has never had it. But Kenny Dale Gleish, for example, what some of these legends that they're bringing into, obviously there's always going to be questionable ones. Danny Murphy, a lot of Liverpool fans are like, eh, don't really care. Robbie Keane as well. as well. But you always got to have the balance of your expensive and your cheap autos within the set. But this is what I love to see is tops go out there and just get different ex-plays and different legends because that's what people want. They don't want always the same cards over and over again, which it's a bit of a repetitive cycle that you have to get one new player maybe a season and you're like, oh, brilliant, one new auto. But that Liverpool one, what I've seen, is great. They had rookies. You've had your normal one, like your normal, like Henderson's, for example, who normally sign. Um, I've seen Harvey Elliott's ones, which were really cool as well. And then if you look at Dalgleish, Rush, that's like your big chase, your Gerrards as well. So I just really like the Liverpool set. And I really hope that if they do bring out an Arsenal crate set or any other teams, because obviously they've brought out like Barcelona's in the past, but they can have so much. I think the setup have the guaranteed hit is just a winner. But what the question is for people out there as well, as well as you have, would people rather the cheaper box with a chance of an auto or a slightly more expensive box but a guaranteed hit? Yeah, I think, you know, another one of that similar kind of see is the new side cars obviously we'll get onto. But yeah, I think in my eyes obviously it's it's good to have the option of both. But if it was down to me, obviously I would prefer to go down the route of a slightly more expensive box with a guaranteed auto. You know, rather than happen to, let's say, buy four, five, six, six, seven, eight boxes and have the 
I guess the confidence that you'll get at least one auto from those eight boxes. Whereas in my eyes, I'd rather spend the extra 40, 50 quid and know I'm going to get a guaranteed auto in that one box I buy. You know, I'm sure, like, like you said, some people will there'll be a divided opinion as to whether people would prefer a cheaper set and one in six boxes or a more expensive box and a guaranteed auto in each. But yeah, I think it, it, to me, I would prefer to spend the extra money and know I get a guaranteed auto. Um, but yeah, there'll definitely be a, be a divided opinion because you can see the pros and cons for both. You know, some people just want to collect the set with some parallels, in which case we've got the cheaper box, which goes goes in their favour. But you've got some people that obviously collect them for the autos of their favourite players, legends, in which case, in my eyes, it's a no-brainer to go for them guaranteed auto boxes. But, um, I mean, what about you? What, what would you, if you had the option, which would you which would you go with? Yeah, I think especially, like we say, we'd get on to what makes the side cards very interesting of how their two boxes are. But I think if you look at, especially at the football team ones, I think the Liverpool ones are winning. You're paying £15 more than the PSG one and you're guaranteed to hit. It's a bit of a no-brainer that, all right, some of the hits are not going to be worth the £15 difference, but you're guaranteed at least one card in it that you're going to be like, oh, that's quite cool. Or you can collect all the different patches in it or the auto. So if they ever do any more sets, I'd love it to be the guaranteed hits. I think that just works really well. And I think knowing in your back of your mind, if you're spending 50 quid on a box of cards, if you can get them for retail, that you're guaranteed something from it. You're guaranteed a numbered card and you're guaranteed a hit. I think that's a pretty decent return from tops that, all right, you might hit a patch card and then a, numbered cards but you're still guaranteed them two hits which you'd say arguably the cheapest of numbered hits probably go for is in say seven to ten pound there if they're the worst of the worst or even five so that's at least 10 to 15 quid of your money back even if it's the worst possible hits then you can think about anything half that but like i say i think it's great um but i was reading quite an interesting talking point about the created sets and someone's talking about the resale value not of the actual boxes themselves but the actual cards in comparison to your retail boxes. So, for example, a Henderson Auto from the Created set or the Henderson Auto from, say, Chrome, which is very similar to like, the Mbappe discussion. But it's how would you compare or the desire to buy? Would you have more desire to buy an Auto from a retail box, which is much harder to get? Or would you prefer a Created set, which is your, just your guaranteed certain players within it? Or would you prefer the chase or the rarity of a much bigger set, a much higher printed set of that same player? Yeah, I think it comes down to obviously your your personal personal preference. You know, for me, if it was a Thierry Henry auto from Curated or from, let's say, you're impeccable, you're immaculate, to me, obviously, like you've seen it actually in, for example, like Revolution and Mosaic. Obviously, you've got autos of Henry in there. Compare them to, so you're, you're impeccable, you're immaculate. But... For me, I think obviously you can justify the price point sometimes in terms of your immaculate, impeccable being at such a higher price point, let's say compared to the correct boxes. But as a collector, it probably wouldn't bother me too much whether I was buying an auto of said player from the created set as opposed to a retail higher chase, should I say. Um, you know, for me, it's an auto of a player that I wanted to collect, regardless of what set it's from. Um, I think, also, yes, like I said, you can justify the price difference. I think I can completely get on board with, as an example, the auto of Thierry Henry from Mosaic, Rev, wherever it's from, being at a higher price, but let's say from a created set. Um, but for me, as a, as a collector's opinion, I'm, I'm not bothered either way with from what from what set it comes from. What are you of a similar opinion or? Uh, yeah, I personally, I think, I think especially if you're a Liverpool fan, I, I people might not agree with me when I say this, but whereas, say, for example, in the uh, Chrome set, you've got the picture of the Champions League logo in the top right, or in the Crate set, you've got a picture of like the Liverpool badge. I think it's just a nicer card when it's, like, it's just a Liverpool card and it's actually designed to be all do. I personally, if, if I had the chance of created set for Arsenal, I think I'd probably go after every single card in the set. So I, I, I'm quite a fan of them. I think obviously I you see it, you naturally see it that especially the numbered cards don't go for anywhere near the price, which is fair enough because it's a more limited market. You've got more people chasing after like a Chrome than a created set. It's just natural. So I quite like created sets, but I think it's the resale value on the cards and as you get the big hits will be lower, but 
it then, like we say, opens the market up to a lot more collectors who might not be able to afford them low numbered hits from Chrome or Prism or a set like that because, or even in Pepper, because they do add up the prices. And talking about tops and the last crate set we talked about this week, there's no doubt there'll be a very new one probably very soon, but is not actually in the sports world, which I think makes it a lot more interesting to talk about because it opens the door to a lot more people within the United Kingdom and Europe and really all around the world for people who might not be interested in trading cards to get into them. And I think Harry should take this one away. Just So what are these cards that have come out today and what makes it quite interesting with the potential growth of the market? Yeah, so obviously, you know, it's been going around for the last sort of week or two with the Sidemen releasing their own top set called Side Cards. Um, obviously, I'm sure I've already seen there's probably a bit more of a split opinion across the hobby as to whether, as I guess, the people's opinions on on the set. For me, obviously, I think it is quite, it's a positive, it's a step in the right direction for the hobby. You know, the Sidemen have got millions of followers across the world that, adore the side and everything they do. So the chance of getting these autos and just these trading cards from certain moments across their careers, yeah, it's quite, I guess, appetizing for a lot of the followers. In terms of, let's say, like investment or resale set, this is the wrong one for anyone that's, that's along those lines. Um, the, we've already seen already the boxes, obviously like we spoke about with the um, guaranteed hits, they obviously released 100 boxes. Uh, I think it was 79.99, which had a guaranteed auto in every box. Obviously, only set to 100 boxes on release. And then obviously, they've got your 24.99 boxes, which is 30 cards, no guaranteed hit, but they're literally made to order. So you've got an unlimited, you can buy a limited amount. You can you've got two weeks to order them. And then that is it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Pardon the cliche. Um but yeah, so in my opinion, I think this is a really positive step. It's engaging with a lot more people across the world that brings them into the hobby. Um, but I personally don't think it's this, it's that one of them sets where you'd use it as an investment piece or a flip, if you like. Uh, yeah, it's one of them that it's for. It's designed for the Sidemen fans out there. And me and Harry personally, I, I will be buying a box just for a chance. And what I found quite interesting was all the autos in this set are on cards. So there's 7,000 cards been signed already, which is a 1,000 per member. 100 of them autos have gone into the guaranteed hits and leave 6,900 cards to be hit in the created sets, which are out for two weeks. So if even running the maths on that, and there's 6,900 autos still to be had out there, even if... 30,000 boxes were made. It's still a one in five chance, which is better than PSG. Which, okay, people will say it, PSG should be higher because these are world-renowned athletes who are at the top of the game. But for a Cyberman collector, if, for example, they've so, say, for example, there's 20,000 made and you've got a just under a one in three average, everyone's going to be taking that. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Similar to the other top great set, they're numbered, certain cards within it are numbered 250 to 150, 49, 20, 15, 10, 5, and 1, which is always nice to see, numbered parallels as well, especially if you're trying to chase your favourite design or even a favourite card design. And I think the thing that is very interesting is the redemptions what are in these cards. So there, there's a certain amount of number of redemption cards, which makes it very interesting, whereas... In the sports world, we just know redemptions as you get that and the person hasn't signed yet. So, however, these ones are slightly different. So, it's broken down. So, there's 300 redemptions for a limited edition Simon cap, 50 lifetime memberships to Side Plus, which is their subscription service for like behind the scenes and uncensored content, uh, 49 personalized videos from the boys, seven per Sideman, seven side, uh, Sideman signed pieces of merchandise, and then one golden ticket which is uh, become the Ape Sideman member for a day and feature on YouTube videos. So do you quite like that they've not just done a set of just cards, that there is an additional thing in there for the holy grail of the set would be the golden ticket to become a Sideman for the day and do a video. But do you think that's taken away from the cards a bit or do you think that's actually something that could be brought into other sets? Yeah, I think, you know, that element does take away from the the trading cards, I guess, community and the set. But 
your typical epitomizes, I guess, the, the side men in terms of the memorabilia. They've got their own, obviously, their own, their own shop, their own sort of um, apparel. So, it, I guess it goes in line with their their ethos, obviously, their whole stigma in the content world. Um, it does, as I say, it does take it away from the cards. You're not purely collecting autos, cards, parallels. You're also on the hunt for, you know, the chance to be in a video and spend the day with them, signs, hats, personalised videos. So, it, again, it broadens that horizon of if I buy this box, I could win. Let's, like, if I buy a £25 box, I could win a signed Cybin hat. I could win a personalised video. So, yes, okay, it takes it away from the trading card community, but in the same breath, it opens up a lot of different doors for people that obviously watch the Sidemen, enjoy the Sidemen to, I guess, get signed memorabilia. Personally, I don't think that would work in, let's say, a curated set or in a sport-related set. You also have your, your Relic cards, and I think that's probably potentially as far as you'd push the boat in terms of the sport trading card community. But in something like this Sidemen set, I think it does work and opens up a lot more doors to, to more things in the future. Yeah, I think so. And as well, I think a good thing to note for anyone listening to this is whereas a lot of sets only come out in one or two regions, like most of them normally come out in US, England, like the UK store and the German store. However, this one is available in the German store, the Spanish store, the French store, the Italian store and the US store as well as the UK store. So it was already there and then opening the doors out to a lot more collectors, whereas you don't have to pay the import fees and all of this. So like I say, it's going to be a very popular set and I think it's going to be quite intriguing when we revisit this maybe in probably about four to six weeks is when the cards will actually start to arrive. But even in two weeks, if they release the print run, just to see how popular this set is, because it's really the first one of its kind within the UK set. And okay, there's been personalized sets for some of the American groups, but for the UK, especially with a partner in tops, it's going to be very interesting to see how well it goes down because it, in a way it could flop. And if they didn't, I don't think it will, but if they sold less than 7,000 things, you'd be guaranteed an auto in every single box. So I think they're anticipating to sell probably between 50 and a hundred thousand. I think to think that they get 30 to 40 million views on one video, even one in a hundred people buying it, it'd be a ridiculous print run. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And like I say, it could open the door to other partnerships because we see it with like films and movies. So why not like these like entertaining groups or things like that? So I think it'd be very interesting seeing, like we say, don't people will buy it for the potential resale because it is an on-demand set. It's basically a tops now set. So to speak that if a billion people wanted to order it, there'd be a billion sets. So the odds of resale market, that would only have been on the guaranteed autos. So like I say, it's going to be very interesting. Um, if you, it's going to be a very tricky question because no one probably knows. What is your estimation for the amount of what's actually going to be sold? So 6,900 guaranteed autos in these sets what are out for two weeks. Do you expect it to be quite a hard chase for these or do you think it's going to be quite a good pack on? I think given the fact they've given it 14 days to be live on the market with no cap, unlimited orders, no max per order, I think they are anticipating it to be quite a large sum of orders. Personally, I think it will probably be quite a difficult chase to get the autos, hence why they've only released 100 boxes with a guaranteed auto. Um, like you said, if you're then narrowing that down to 6,900 autos left to, to get, you split that. I mean, I'm hazarding a guess. I've not really got any idea, but I would probably say around the 50,000 mark in terms of potential orders. So my mouth's ain't that quick. But, you know, you're looking at it probably within five to six boxes, um, which, again, isn't an unrealistic, given the fact they're only £25. It's not an unrealistic chase. But I do think it'll be quite a difficult challenge to pull an auto in just your, let's say, you order one or two boxes. Yeah, um, I don't disagree with you. I think it's um, going to be quite a good one to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing people break them, obviously, Hopefully, one of me and you will be appearing in a Cyberman video very soon, which would be absolutely fantastic. But um, I I think you could probably sell... I think that one actually could be quite a high seller if you was going to sell one card of it. It'd probably be the golden ticket. So, 
like I say, we don't want to talk too much about what this individual thing, but it's very good to have new aspects within the trading card world that are bringing more people, more eyes and just different sets. So moving on now, and there is a certain, someone put, I think if it's Aiden cards, I did see put it out, said that someone sent him a picture of a Merlin 2021-2022 blast. So uh, for people who don't know, this is last season's one, which is in delay to release, but it's last season's one. But the blasters were listed up in game for twenty four ninety nine, I believe they were, which is a great sign for us because that is another company within the UK looking at the trading card market and saying, this is something to get involved in. We're going to invest capital Okay, they made the blunder of putting them on the shelves very early and not shouldn't be on shelves for another two weeks. However, it's a great sign that companies are actually saying, we, we need to buy some stock off Tops or Panini and sell them in our shops. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's definitely uh, a really big step in the right direction for the hobby. Um, to have, you know, you see in America, you go into Target or wherever else you go in America and you see these rows of trading cards, blaster boxes, hobby packs, whatever it may be, across a massive selection. And you never get that in the UK. Um, you know, you get it with your adrenaline, you know, your, your stickers, which again, we'll get onto later on. But to have Merlin appearing in game for, in my opinion, again, another fairly affordable price point, um, really goes to show how much the hobby has boomed in the last, sort of, let's say, six to 12 months and how certain larger companies are now jumping on the bandwagon and being like, we need to invest in these products because they will sell. Now, obviously, it'll be interesting to see whether it will be like an in-store only sort of purchase, whether they will release them online as well, whether they will cap them, whether it will just be buy as much as you want, wherever they're available. But like we said, it definitely is a big gold tick moving forward within, within the hobby. Definitely. I think to be able to... We always say within the UK, especially that it's a shame that obviously within the American community, you've got Target and Walmart. That I think Target's gone digital near enough now, but Walmart and other Walgreens and other places like this that you can go in there and buy blasters, you can buy megas, fat packs, all these different variations of boxes for a resale is great because most of the time we have to buy them resale over here just because they don't come out on our shelf. So to start seeing products come out over here would be great. So. I feel like, especially for the price point, that you might buy one or two, even if you're not a massive player, just for a gamble to see what you get. Um, obviously, the Merlin ones will have the app for exclusive parallels, which are great, and the chances of autos, obviously, but lower. So, like I say, it's the start that, no doubt, I feel what it's going to get to a point within the next year or so that a Tesco's, a Sainsbury's, and that. So one of these big supermarkets are going to go out there and go, we want to start stocking it. And then once that starts to happen, I think the UK scene will get, even bigger because all it takes is then one person to walk down that aisle and see the cards and be like, oh, what's this? And then they open it and then they get hooked that way. So it just appeals to more people. And it's like I say, it's great to see. So I kind of want them to do um, a cap of how many you can buy in person because we know what it's going to be like, especially in the trading card world. That if it's not capped, one person will go in there and buy the whole stock on the day it comes out. That's just how naturally it's going to work over here. So, and hopefully there's cap but like you say to be able to go into your local game store if you actually have one near you which is another question but if you do have one near you might as well go in there on release day because they won't sell it to you until then unless you get a very dodgy game store manager which would be fantastic but like we say wait for the couple of weeks since coming out but if that could be the start hopefully you never know but if they bring out other megas or whatever blasters or whatever it be for top products it could be very interesting I know it's a shame they don't do other variations for chrome because could you imagine if they had like champs league chrome blasters or f1 chrome blasters in game i think i'd be sleeping out the night before and i know i think that it just shows that why not hobby boxes in a year's time um so as long like especially if game getting early they could get the license in from tops obviously it will go to fanatics anyway but i feel like fanatics especially is showing a big interest in the uk scene and panini to be fair to them but how good would it be if one day you can just go into like a Tesco's and just have like eight to 10 different products of all different sports, not just soccer? Yeah, I think it will be a really big achievement for, for the hobby in the UK. You know, 
I think we really do struggle sometimes with the product and having to get it from the US or US get it first or US have it bigger and better. And I think to push it so hard for so long and to finally have that in the UK where you can walk into a game, you know, uh, a Sainsbury's, any supermarket or your Smith's Toys, any any store like that, to walk in there and see your card collecting products. You know, we had it with Score, for example, in, in Smith's and you saw how popular that was across the UK and stores are constantly selling out. And it just goes to show that you bring that particular product to the UK and it will sell. People will buy it. People will take whatever you've got left because it's that sought after. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think it would just be a massive achievement and a big cyber relief for the card collectors in the UK to have that accessibility to the products, the releases, the new sets, and not have to gamble on getting it from the US or buying it to box breaks or, you know, it's got it as an accessibility to, to yourself, I guess. Definitely. And before we talk about something that's coming out this week, this Friday, we're going to talk about an announcement this week of a, one of the nicest looking sets I think is out there. I think obviously some people will disagree, some people will agree, but National Treasures is normally one of the nicest sets out there just for looks wise. And they've announced that they're doing obviously World Cup. Obviously, it's going to be in a big few months with leading up to the World Cup with World Cup related products. So National Treasures World Cup, which will be coming out, which is sensational in my opinion because i'm a massive fan of national treasures and uh it goes along the same lines as the don rust that come out before which is the road to qatar so it won't be exactly the same as um the world cup so it won't be strictly set to them teams so you, you still probably get your harlands and players like that who didn't qualify for the world cup but they can milk as much as they can but just talk about the rough breakdown of each box quickly before we talk about some of the actual cards so every box is going to have 10 cards in there, which is, uh, well, it's going to be a very expensive price point. So it comes out September 23rd. So it's still about a month away now, but every uh, box comes with 10 cards, which is, uh, and it's four boxes per case. So just keep that in mind. So you've got eight hits, which is eight autograph or memorabilia cards. Obviously at this point, we still do not know if it's going to be non-specified or it's going to be match worn, player worn, but, I would expect it to be very similar to other sets that it's not associated. And then with the odds sprinkled in match one or player one, then you get a base parallel card and then one additional base uh, parallel slash hit. So it's a big set and the promo pictures, which Panini always put out were always some of the nicest cards in the set. So if you haven't seen them yet, I suggest you head over to cardboard connection because they've got some lovely imagery on there already, but the base cards are looking great. And then they showed you some of the uh, insert sets. So there was one that I was really a big fan of. It's called Treasured Moments. And it's Treasured Moments from over the past in the World Cup. And the example they gave was Luka Modric in the actual kit that he wore that year, which is even better. Um, so it was Modric leads Croatia to runners-up finish with a award-winning effort in 2008, which I think is a great set. And I'm sure Harry will agree with me here that A, having the players in their kit of when they actually achieve something is great rather than just a random kit for some reason. Um, but there's so much that could be done with that set. Like we said, we've only seen Modric so far, but that collection of treasured moments within World Cup history could be a great set to have. Yeah, I think we saw it with, with the Panini Instant throughout the Euros where you, know, you were buying a card from a certain moment in certain games or a certain moment within the tournament and I think it showed how popped out the tops now for example how sought after these sort of cards are of certain moments so I think it's probably the I don't know the way you put it but I guess where you can go with it it's probably the right word to say is, is endless you've got so many different outlets you can go down to improve these cards and the the depth you can go in as well so I do really think that the, the, the cards will definitely sell well. Um, I think, you know, you've seen it in Chronicles, for example, the treasure signatures, again, from the, I guess, the, the same um, the same era of cards. So I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a big a big route you can go down with it. And they're going to be very popular, you know, the Rose of Qatar, the World Cup's on the high. Um, and obviously you saw how popular Donruss was. And in my opinion, um, the treasures, national treasures, is probably a nicer looking 
card set. Um, I'm not sure that's going to be too much of a unpopular opinion, but um, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be another another set similar to your impeccable where everyone's going to jump straight on it. Definitely, I think I think one of the other cards that they've released that I think it's worth talking about is they're bringing out uh, booklet cards, which are always great. I do like a booklet card, but there's triple autograph booklets and Drumbo triple material booklets. So people don't know that these are very common in other sports, especially uh, baseball and football. So it's literally a trifold. So most booklets that we know is just two autos. So this one is free. And one of the pictures they give you is Totti, Cannavaro and Inzaghi for Italy, which three of the greatest players to ever do it for Italy, World Cup winners as well. So the possibilities like that, we say, is so good that you can have, for an Italian collector to have three players like that on one card is sensational. So it's one of them that, all right, there's still about six weeks to release and we won't see the cards for about six weeks, but has a lot of promise. Um, like we say, Panini are going to milk the World Cup like they should be really because it's the, the biggest sport in thing in the world obviously people say Super Bowl well, the Super Bowl is every year don't get wrong it's massive but this every four years literally captures the globe and you can hit, I think the last World Cup final had just over a billion people watching it which is mental when you think about it so like I say the market's low at the moment but now slowly getting the World Cup pipe the season's back underway it's going to slowly start picking up again in my prediction obviously might not be right probably will be wrong but the World Cup's only going to help. And having these products down the line, people are going to be looking forward to them because like, like we're like the Premier League 22-23 season or the Champions League 22-23, it's a long way away. We probably won't be seeing them to January, February. So it's all going to be World Cup. And like I said, do you think Panini have done this quite tactically to release it now to, to try and build the hype up even more for the World Cup? Yeah, I think, you know, they, they released the Donruss quite early on before the World Cup even starts. So they've got the hype up and coming already then. Obviously, another talking point we need to get on to see is the road to Qatar, so the sticker book that's being released. But obviously, they have done it, I think, quite tactically because, you know, you've only got, what, two, three months of the World Cup starts and the hype's already here with football, with the Premier League being back. Um, so people are, the market has gone back up again. The market is probably back where it should be with everyone back playing again. Um so, yeah, I, th- I think they have probably timed it very well for the release of such a big set as well. Um, so I think that, yeah, the popularity is only going only gonna to grow. And I think, you know, you'll see a lot of breakers breaking it and a lot of a high popularity around the box as well. But they're definitely they're not stupid. They definitely know what they're doing. So, um, but no, yeah, I think they have timed it very well to engage with the hobby and uh, the upcoming hype around the World Cup. Definitely. And talking about the World Cup is... Everyone's favourite addiction every four years, the World Cup sticker book, which is coming out this Friday, which most people end up starting and never finishing or just getting the players they want. But it's been a very hotly debated topic within not just the trading card world, but obviously the sticker world and the collectible world of parallels. And before I get into the World Cup stickers and just the difference between different countries, just from case people don't know. Parallels within stickers is something that we haven't seen before at the World Cup. And the design is very different as well for this year's stickers. I'm a personal fan of it, but a lot of people aren't. A but talking about parallels and stickers, I feel it's very like Marmite, that you either love it or you hate the parallels. And I think it's going to be quite a good debate here because I'm quite for it, and I know Harry's on the f- more against it than what I am. So, Harry, you can take the floor first of all about parallel stickers for the big FIFA World Cup sticker book. Yeah, I think I probably am more sat on the fence as to whether I think it's it's a positive or not. Um, in my opinion, I do think that they're trying to just put too much into what should be a fairly basic collectible. You know, people collect the stickers for the World Cup every four years when they complete a sticker book, swap, trade, get everything they need, close the book, you keep that away, and, you know, you get it back out again in five, six years' time and think, oh, my God, look when I did this. I think they're trying to make it too much now into your trading card collectible hobby community where 
you're now starting to introduce parallels. Now, this could be an unpopular opinion, could be a popular opinion. I really don't know, but I just I just think they're trying to put too much into, like I said, what should be a fairly basic and fun collectible sticker book. Um, obviously, I know you're, you're fairly pro parallel stickers. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's just a weird concept. You know, I think trying to put parallels onto a sticker you know, it's like you, you pull a sticker from it. And it's like, oh, yeah, number to 50. Like, it just doesn't seem the same as when you're putting, like, you know, a Topps Chrome or whatever cards than you would do with a sticker. Um, yeah, like I said, it could be an unpopular opinion. It could be a popular opinion. But I just don't think it needs this much sort of complexity to what should be a really fun sticker book. Yeah, I think it's a great talking point because... Like I say, it really has split the fence of a lot of like the split the fence of collectors, and it feels like everyone really started with the World Cup sticker book or a sticker book of some sort, whether Premier League, Euros, or whatever it was. That's how you got into the collecting world, and I feel like obviously the sticker collectors, the ones who really just collect stickers, are very against it, which I can understand because it's just an added annoyance, so to speak, of. Like you got to make sure you don't like stick in a one of one, for example, even if you might want to stick in a one of one. But I quite like it that, all right, there's two, like, I, I'm very for it. But the one thing I really don't like is that if you want to get the parallels of the base cards, you got to buy from Panini America. I can't see why it can't just be around the world. Why can't anyone just get the parallels? Okay, the UK might get parallels of like the so called legend stickers, but. Come on, I want the jack of one of one here. I don't want to get anything else. So I do like the aspect of being able to chase after some of the rarest stickers of a player that you want. But then with the added bonus of stickers, some some kid might pull the one of one messy and he just sticks it in his sticker album, which would be quite good to see that it's just being stuck in because that's what it's designed for. But like I say, with the especially the growing trend of getting stickers graded and especially with some of the players who are going to be going to the World Cup of, how big some of these rooks are and they've never had a well been to a world cup before even a major competition that their stickers are going to be quite collectible and especially if you so for example you get a pedri world cup sticker that's going to be a good collection for any barcelona spanish football fan pedri fan or even just a football fan in general but imagine hitting a parallel of one of them stickers it would be really cool but like i say it's not everyone's cup of tea i personally want to collect as many of the Arsenal players I can get, especially Xhaka, watch I'll be going after. But what people might not know, if they're mainly in the trading card world and they might be looking at the first sticker book or not really known, but with this, what is very different to stickers in comparison to trading card is depending on which region you buy them in, the sticker is different. So it's just a different colour in general. Whereas like for the trading cards, you might, the equivalent could be like your H2 boxes or your team or where you get a certainly different parallel Whereas stickers, if you buy in America or you buy in UK, it's different. Or if you buy in South America, it's a different colour, which is really interesting because it makes some of them more collectible. I know from the 2018 World Cup, you had a Swiss edition, which was a pearl colour, which is one of the nicest ones to get, which most people collect. So you've got that added benefit with the parallels. Okay, parallels, are they going to be expensive? It's going to be very hard to know. Like, but who's going to say no to a low-numbered Messi, for example, most likely last World Cup sticker? So I can see why people are against it. I, there's reasons why I'm against it, but mainly for it. But in general, in the World Cup sticker book, it's every four years, and it's just great just to rip packs. Even if you're on your lunch break and you're buying a meal deal and you've got a couple of quid left over and you get a couple of packs, because I remember the days of 30p packs or 20p packs, and now I think they're 90p packs. So or a pound even, or whatever they're going to be. So, A, they're expensive nowadays. But, Harry, how many times do you think you're going to be passing a shop and be like, well, actually, let me get a few packs and see if I can get anyone? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sat there and I've got the completed Euro 2020 sticker book. I've got the complete Premier League sticker book. So, that's ultimately what got me into collecting, into the hobby, is is, is stickers. You know, um, I would watch people rip packs on TikTok during lockdown, and I was like, you know what? Obviously, we're all getting furlough money, whatever. I was like, I'm going to buy buy a sticker album, buy all the packs, and 
have a bit of fun in lockdown and relive my childhood. And it wasn't until, you know, I joined these Facebook groups and got into swapping, I realised it wasn't just stickers. There's a whole world of collecting. So, yeah, I think the temptation will probably be there to go like, you know what, I'm going to go, oh, there's a couple of packs there. I'll, I'll grab a few and it will then mount up and end up buying the album, probably doing it. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like you sort of have to do it, you know, once every four years. That's why the Euro one, you know, it's such a, a big event. That I'm like, you know what, I can look back at that and go, oh, yeah, that was the Euro that this happened. That was the Euro that X happened. And, you know, it's such a treasurable thing, but especially once every four years. So, yeah, I probably will be walking past some shops and being like, you know what, I'm going to go and grab a few packs and rip them. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I, can't. I remember not even collecting some sticker. I've done it for like Premier League ones where probably the last sticker book I properly kept, it was like 2008, but I've been in the shop and I've had a few extra quid. I've been like, oh, let's have a look what these packs are like this year. So it's always great fun, especially World Cup, especially just to collect them. I remember like my first ever proper collection was the 2006 World Cup which now I wish I didn't really stick in all my messages and Ronaldo's, but it's all fun and games when you're growing up. I think I complete the album twice or something ridiculous, but it's just great. Look, you know that out of the 600 stickers or however many it is in the set, 700 probably now, that you need that one player that you've never heard of, but by the end of the World Cup, you're watching him in every single game. You know where he plays, what position he's from, and, it, and then you then follow him for the rest of his career. It's great. You... I remember it with a few different players. I won World Cup that Trinidad and Tobago was in it. I think I knew two or three. I remember Jones used to play for Stoke back then. And I think there was like a defender I couldn't get for ages. And then I was, it took me about two weeks to get him. And then when you finally get him, you actually end up liking a player. And then I watched him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's no good. Why is he sticking so hard to get? But it's just the fun and games that it goes with chasing it that you buy 10 packs at one point and you probably got nine of the packs worth of stickers, but it's just that one chase. And then obviously bringing the collecting, your trading and all that. It's just, it's great fun. Um, is there any players within the set that you might think about getting a sticker graded for? Because obviously it's a lot more common now than would have been at the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, I think, you know, you've seen the likes of MGC and, and co where they're also creating now these sticker friendly slabs if you like um i mean for me like yourself would probably be just some of your arsenal lot like your saka your smith row ben white that potentially hopefully will have stickers within the set um you know hopefully if england have another good world cup and they've got some of the star boys like i said hopefully saka um they're one of them stickers that you would keep and get graded and be like this was the year he had the most incredible world cup um but yeah i think you know sticker grading has really picked up a lot recently and it's becoming a lot more popular. You've got a lot of, let's say, rookies that are of a sticker set. Um, but yeah, for me, it would just be some of your Arsenal lot. But uh, if I go to try and collect a few or open a few packs, I manage to pull some Arsenal players from the set. Um, I might love to get a few of them graded if they're in, a, they're in good condition. What about you? Yeah, definitely. I think Saka's obviously first World Cup is going to be a great one to get. But for me, being being a Shaka fanboy and now being joined by thousands of others, which is great, definitely going after the Shakas. Hopefully, be able to get some of the different. So, what I was just saying to Harry before this episode, everyone knows my chase, which I will be documenting on. I'll probably document it on the top loaded podcast Instagram, but definitely my own personal one is I'm going to try and get as many Shakas as I can from around the world. So, I'm going to work out all the different editions, which is going to be a mission in itself and I'm going to try and get one from everywhere around the world so the North America edition the South American edition UK edition and then wherever else the rest of them are I think it'd be quite a cool one to see and then having them all laid out next to each other would be quite nice because they're very different this year's stickers in terms of they're a lot more vibrant I'm very used to the white aspect of the border being white whereas this year's purple and like a lilac kind of for UK you got oranges in South America you got purples and golds and all the different colors, so it's going to be really cool. So, like I say, it's going to be very intriguing. So, as this goes live this Friday, you'll be hitting every single shop in Britain because no doubt uh, when it comes to Friday morning, Tesco's are going to have their promotional stands. If you'll get your free album, because that's how they lure you in, they go here, take the free album, then you take that home with the free, six free stickers you get in it, and then you need to say, Oh, I need the other 600 now, and then you're, you're hooked, and then. It's just one of them. So it's it's great. I, uh, it's going to be fun. 
like you say, when you open a pack and you slowly see the next one, just hoping to see the, one of the Arsenal players' faces and probably take about 70 packs to get one of them. But when you do it, it'd be great. And hopefully, like I say, that some of the stickers will be in good condition and no doubt getting graded, whether it's MGC, SGC, PSA. There's so many grading companies now, I could probably do about a 30-minute outro to say about all the different things. But like I say, it's going to be quite an intriguing few weeks within the trading card world, especially with the stickers coming out, which is always going to be fun, watching people rip a 100-pack box, which I've done over the weekend already for people who had early access. It's just going to be great fun. Premier League's back, World Cup's coming up, Champions League, Europa League, Conference League's round the, around the corner now. I think the draws are literally this Friday as it's happening. So then that hype starts up as well. So it's just great to have the season back. It's great to be collecting trading cards. And no doubt, Harry, that there's a few cards that probably caught your eye. So what this is very ad hoc. People are not even going to realise this. That I've not even told him I'm going to mention it, but it's our new segment of just if we've bought any cards within the week or we've seen any nice cards that we think about buying, we just say on here and we keep people updated. So is there any cards that you've got within the last week that you've been very chuffed about or even you've seen and you thought, oh, I wish I had that for my PC. Oh yeah, you're really catching out with these, aren't you? Um I mean, yeah, funnily enough, um the last six months I've been trying to chase the Arsenal Prism badge and Emirates Stadium, which funnily enough I managed to find them both in the space of a week. Um so yeah, very happy to have both of those currently sat in front of me. Um yeah, it was a bit of a sigh of relief when I saw them both come up. And finally, after that long six months, managed to uh, manage to grab them both. So, yeah, very pleased to have both of those um, in the collection now. Um, I mean, yeah, I saw an Arsenal fan collector, should I say, on his page, put a uh, post out with the PSA Saka Pitch Kings Colour Blast. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's always cards out there that catch my eye and think, you know what, I would love that, but... I'm trying to hold out possibly for, for some of the upcoming shows. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, just, I'm just over the moon to have both of the, uh, the Arsenal prison badge and Emirates stadium in the, in the PC finally. And it's now the debate of whether I send them off to, to grading or not. But um, I'll throw the question back at you. Anything you picked up in the last, the last week or seen? Yeah. So I had uh, one arrival from France this week, which was a lovely set of Arsene Wenger stickers. I know, one of my mates who got me onto the sticker, uh, Wenger sticker world, which was Louis, who's definitely listening to this, which I blame him. So if he's listening to this, this is your fault. But I managed to pick up seven more Wenger stickers for the PC. Um, don't worry, it weren't seven different ones because there's only about, actual French sticker-wise, there's only, I think, seven out there. But I picked up two from 1987. I've got three from 1988, one from 1990, um, one from 1989 as well. So it's just great to see. I love the French foot sticker design and then my other one which i'm still waiting for from france which i'm getting a bit nervous because it's been about two weeks but i know international shipping can take long i've got six william saliba rookie stickers on route which when i bought them he just played against palace and then since then he scored an absolute world against bournemouth and i think his stock's going up in price so i can't wait to get them get them in the semi-rigid in the team bags and stored away with my lock code on my case so no one can touch them or the world can ever see them again because they'd be mine when they enter that. Scene-wise, not much really. I haven't been looking as much recently, but I've always kept my eye out for nice jack of cards, which seems to be a bit more of a heated competition nowadays to see who can buy those jack of cards, which is always fun in game. So hoping that maybe Futera drops a new Arsenal card soon with the new players, which would be great, but... Otherwise, it's just been how it how it always is. Just keeping your eye because you never know that one minute that you don't check eBay or that one afternoon you don't check it, you've missed a card you want for a great price and then you're kicking yourself. So it's always great stuff, but it's just a great, great hobby, like as we always say. And it's a good time as well with season being back. So it's just getting a lot more people are talking about football. So surely it can only mean one thing that the market's going up and, like I say, it happens with all sports, so it's going to be fun. And like I say, it's been a very different episode. It's been very product-heavy this week in terms of releases to talk about, things upcoming. And like I say, we look forward to bringing a lot more special guests, which we're lining up very soon to bring to you, and we will announce them as soon as we possibly can. And like I say, hopefully, well, we will both be attending the London Card Show, so we look forward to seeing you there, which will come round like nothing, because... 
it, it's every three months, but it often seems like every three weeks because you think, oh, it's ages to it. And then the next day you're like, oh, I've got to go. Got to go down to Sandown. But Harry, don't you think it's a great time? And I'll let you take away the last bit of the episode, see how you want to say goodbye to everyone. And that means I can rest my voice and have a drink because I talk a lot. <laughs> no pressure. Um, but no, I said, obviously, it's been another really, really good episode. Um, but like we said, obviously, hopefully, we'll have to be joined by a guest or two or a few over the next coming weeks. Um, but as always, obviously, stay tuned for the uh, episode to be released. And um, hope everyone takes care. Enjoy the week. Happy collecting. Um, hope you pick up some more PC bits. And as Ronnie always says, happy hobbying. Good night.